Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And I said, I want to win the league, but I want to win it better. You can understand that, can't you? Yes. Good luck. So he's almost like having a second captain in the team. <laughs> second captain, first captain, whatever. Tipperary are the 2016 All Ireland champions, and what a lineup we have for you on today's Irish Times Second Captains podcast to reflect an incredible day at Croke Park. Murphy and Ken here for starters, obviously. Hello there, Hello, Owen. How are you? We've got Owen Kelly in studio, one of the very few people in Ireland who know what it feels like to score 13 points in an All Ireland final, as Seamus Callan did yesterday. Maliki Clerken has yet to score 13 points mm. at that level, at that level, but wrote brilliantly as always for the Irish Times this morning. and we're going to catch up with one of Tip's top men, Noel McGrath. Obviously, Noel missed the guts of the year in 2015. He was diagnosed with testicular cancer then, something we spoke to him about on our TV show last year. But he's back to his best this time in 2016 and dovetailed brilliantly again with his brother, John. That's been happening through the championship season. The two boys have another younger brother, Brian, who was busy captaining the Tip Miners to their All-Ireland yesterday. That's a good day. That's a pretty good day. I think you're happy day. enough uh, yeah. to be connected with the... With the McGrath family on such a day? You can put your head down on the pillow last night and say, <laughs> Good day we, for the We McGrath. did good today. Yeah, we did all right, Jeff. We did all right. Not a bad day for you, Murph, as we saw from the TV coverage. You had a prime view of the action. The shifty shadow spotted you in the fourth minute and sent us in a couple of stills. I don't know if you've seen these, Ken. This is Murph's reaction. To, we'll find out what he's reacting to in a, in a moment, but sorry for scraping the mm. thing off the, the laptop off he's the He's puffed table. out his cheeks there. Looks, I've, pu- I've puffed out my cheeks. Uh, there's a temporary horrified. player uh, prone on the ground in front of me, not five yards from me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can only presume that I'm reacting to a particularly vicious hit that has occurred uh, directly in front of me. He's a close-up, Ken. He's shocked. Uh, it's as though Murphy's never been at a hurling game before. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's. It's. It, I am. I'm shocked. I, I. I look like I'm feeling the hit myself. <laughs> yeah, um, a bit of that, all right, yeah. See, there, like there, there would be people that would say that I've got a prime view for that, but would people say that I got a good ticket for that game? You know, do do people think that a seat a, a seat in the front row? at an All-Ireland hurling final is necessarily a good seat. I was unsure. I looked at my ticket. It said uh, row A, uh, seat 17 or 14 or something. And you know your... You, a, you know the Croke Park ticketing structure and B, you're brilliant at the alphabet. So yeah. you figured between a the two, you worked out... That no, it's not, not even that I figured on. 
I knew. Worked it out. You knew. I Instinctively, knew. you knew. Yeah. I knew. So I knew that I was going to be in the front row. Um, and it is, but it is actually a brilliant seat because what you miss in the the broader scope. So I mean, if there's something happening in the down the Hill 16 end in the far corner where like the Hill 16, where Hill 16 meets the Hogan stand, it's not that you've got a particularly good view of it. But the stuff that you do have a good view of, you have an absolutely amazing view of. So the point that, that everyone was talking about, Pork Maher's point, uh, when he caught the ball over Walter Walsh and, and sent it back with interest over the bar. Um, <laughs> after in the second half, yeah. Yeah, after Murphy had made the two brilliants, the, the double save. Uh, the key moment of the game, many people would say, like that happened right in front of me. And, you know, I, if a splinter had fallen off, uh, had flown off Padraig Maher's hurl it would have hit me in the head that's how close it was um, so yeah I mean you get the full fury of what Tipperary brought to Kilkenny yesterday I got that in spades so I mean it was absolutely a brilliant seat yeah I'm sure people are delighted the, those who possibly couldn't get a ticket although in this case there were tickets a few tickets on sale there were late last week. So it, there shouldn't be too much envy if people wanted to be there they probably could have got there so yeah. we shouldn't be too critical I guess the best seats are generally considered to be or the top brass are sitting, you know, in and around where that wherever they are. They, I mean, there's a reason they sit where they sit because they're know? still somewhat close to the action, but high enough up yeah. and central enough that they can see pretty much everything. But no, as long as you don't have an obstructed view, uh, particularly obstructed view. I, I remember being at, a, at a, uh, the uh, Ireland Australia Rugby World Cup match in 2003 and being at pitch level. The problem there being that the teams are also at pitch level, sort of in front of me. So you're be, you're directly behind, about 15 yards behind the two sets of substitutes who had seemed, seemed to have makeshift kind of seats. I don't know why they mm. weren't uh, proper dugouts. This is my memory of it anyway. So really anything, anything on the half of the pitch close to where I was, you couldn't see because mm. there were big rugby players in front of you. It was uh, actually, it was, yeah. quite, it was quite funny. There was a, uh, you know, a, a, a mayor come on sitting in front of me with the Tipperary lads had set up right in front of me. Mm. And, uh, you know, as the the parade was going on, your man was there and had the he'd spread the hurley, the spare hurley spread out. So it's a nice little image, like eight hurleys just spread out in front of you on the ground. And uh, I was turned to the guy who who I was with and said, "I'm going to give this about three minutes before section three or eight has their say at this guy to sit the hell down because <laughs> they're blocking my view." And it took about three minutes before the shout came from my just. Could you please sit down, sir? Was not how it was phrased, as you can imagine. <laughs> Ken, haven't got you involved yet. I might ask for you for your reaction to Bubbles O'Dwyer putting his hand up for this year's overexcited post All Ireland winning interview. 2014 is forgotten about our champion of 2016. <laughs> oh. Fantastic feeling and a fantastic goal from you. People had a doubt in this team. We knew exactly what we had in this team in this dressing room in 2016. Everyone doubted us in the start of the year. We proved our doubters wrong tonight. We're champions of fucking Ireland. <laughs> champions of bad language, more like. <laughs> Disgusting. And you were disgusted, I know. Well, I don't think I was the only one. Uh, he did. T- he did take to Twitter this morning to apologise. I was sitting. I was sitting outside, on no, and Kieran, mm-hmm. uh, uh, out in uh, peaceful North Dublin. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful day. We haven't got a, a, the fair view for this one, by the way. Just don't no. build people's hopes up. We'll get one ahead of the All Ireland. Don't worry, final. don't worry. Yeah. Uh, when suddenly, over the just drifting over the air, I hear this obscenity <laughs> split the air. <laughs> it sort of echoed all the way out of the stadium. Yeah, as though you know, God Himself had dropped a pint of milk on his toe or something like this. <laughs> um, unbelievable. And the, you know, there's children all over North Dublin running around, and it's bad enough that they're all. That all the all the kids are staying up till all hours to watch to watch that cage fighting carry on, 
only to see uh, to see Bulls Ogbar, who I wouldn't be surprised if he's watched a, a bit of mixed martial arts himself. Yeah. By the by, his conduct in that post match interview, I thought I could I thought I could discern certain influences on his on the way that he was comporting himself. But all, all I'll say is, you know, at least when you've got the microphone in your hand, and it is, it's not just going out around the country, it's going out into the air, into the local area where there's a lot of young children and a lot of residents. Mm. And, uh, and maybe if you, could, if you could tone it down a little bit, please. Yeah. It's weird. When I saw, when he, uh, the image first popped up on the, the big screen of Bubbles, I was like, you know, there's like really happy people at the end of a game. And I'm sure that Bubbles was happy, like even 30 seconds after the end of the interview. But it wasn't happy bubbles. It was adrenaline bubble. Oh, bubbles. I was serious. Which means, which means, to be honest, there's an excellent chance of an F. But I mean, if I don't know if you've ever watched any uh, under twenty one hurling on TG Car, but you can just see these guys, <laughs> see these guys, absolutely wired to the moon, and they come over and get interviewed by TG. Like the amount of F bobs dro- dropped. On under-21 and minor games on TG Gower is unbelievable. Well, thankfully for a delicate soul such as Ken, John mm. Bubbles O'Dwyer has apologised today, Murphy. I would like mentioned. to apologise to at RTGA and at the Sunday game for my slip of the tongue yesterday. It happens to the best of us at McConlon11. <laughs> winky face emoji, winky face emoji. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. He also sent a, another tweet this morning. And to the people who sent me some lovely letters at the start of the year abusing me and my family, I'd love to meet you now. Hashtag very quiet. <laughs> Well, they weren't quite. I'd say they were probably cheering the head off you. Yeah. And the guys who the, the guys who bought yesterday. you pints all last night—they're <laughs> the exact people. They're, they're those guys. Some of them. Some yeah. of them. Maybe. No doubt about that. Maybe. That's yeah. I don't know. I suppose it's hard to comment too much further without knowing the detail. But it did seem quite pointed. He he, he did seem to. He made reference a couple of times to the critics in the interview, both mm. the critics of the team, the critics of him personally, and he's, yeah, apparently he's. Got well, whatever, some, some, whatever works for, for John O'Dwyer because he was absolutely bloody brilliant yesterday. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, however you want to stoke the, that, that competitive fire seemed to do the business yesterday. What was the... You were at the 2010 All-Ireland Final, right? I was. A lot of... People still talk about that All-Ireland Final. Liam Sheedy was talking again before the game started about how he felt like the ground... I think it was Liam Sheedy. Maybe maybe it was Cummins. Somebody, somebody was making the point that the ground shook that... It's one of those days mm. at Croke Park that people still keep talking about where it was you know, it's up there with the greatest occasions ever. Was it like that yesterday? It didn't look like a million miles off it. Yeah, it was It was very good. My memory of, of 2010 actually is not so much during the game, but there was like a full half hour before the game where everyone seemed really nervous. You know, there was just like this unbelievable anticipation. Like mm. the, the final the year before had been so good. Uh, and obviously Kilkenny are going to try and do something that had never has still never been done. Five All-Irons in a row. So the anticipation before that game gave it a feeling that I'd actually never felt in a, a, a ground ever. Um, now, the atmosphere was brilliant yesterday. Really, really good. But I would I would still say that it was a different, it was a different kind of, of atmosphere. Well, the match hadn't been built up as much. I'm sure it yeah. had in the counties involved, but not nationally, it didn't quite have to say. It did, it, we talked about it last week. It, it didn't sell out as quickly as it mm. normally would. And it just seemed like there wasn't... Maybe, people were, maybe people were underestimating tip a bit because I guess we've just been uh, getting to the point where no matter who's playing, if they're up against Kilkenny, it's like, ah, oh, well, you know, Kilkenny yeah. probably win. Yeah, Eddie Brown mentioned it on the Sunday game last night, actually, that he felt that there it, it, there was a level of pessimism in Kilkenny that he hadn't Already? actually seen in a, in a long time there. Um, and, you know, with, with, tip, with tip people, I mean, they're always, you know, not slow to 
to tell you about how confident they are. Um, but at the same time, they were being backed. You know, there a lot of people were tipping them to win a game. You know, against a team that has made a habit of beating them in the games that matter most. So, I mean, there was a, sure I'm, I'm sure there was an element of nerves with Tipperary, and maybe a bit downbeat amongst Kilkenny. But for whatever reason, but I mean, you're talking, you're spitting hairs really because the atmosphere was absolutely brilliant as it always is. All right, Malcolm Clerken is in studio as is Owen Kelly. Owen, as Bubble said, you're champions of effing Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, emotions were were high after that game yesterday. Everywhere, like you know, even in the stand there now. But look, it was great and. Just the all-round tip performance yesterday, from start to finish, um, they were just awesome. You know, I mean, they were physical, but their hurling was just unbelievable. And I'm sure Michael Ryan, after two or three minutes looking in at it, probably says, "I know my team's going to perform today," yeah. and they done that. Like, and what I liked about Tipperary yesterday was, you know, they done it right to the finish. Like, you know, Seamus Callan had six points in play; he had seven, eight, nine, right until the seventy-second minute, and that. So, you know, and but that's what you need, Michael Kenny. Like, you can't let them hang in the game. You know, after half time, they got their goal. They were two points ahead. You were like, here we go again. And Kilkenny weren't playing well. But, you know, Tip then just kind of totally dominated the game. I think they hit something like 1 6 to Kilkenny's point. And, you know, Tip was just awesome yesterday. And it was, it was a massive performance. But that's what they're capable of. And I think we haven't seen it enough on the big stage. Uh, but yes, uh, you'd hope would be something that, you know, they can have, keep that consistency. They're just amazing to watch when they're playing like that. And. It's funny you said that, that you, we probably don't see it often enough uh, and it's been well documented that the team didn't kick on after after winning it in 2010. But did you see that coming? Did Because when you see all those players like Seamus Callan and Bubbles and all these guys in full flow, you're thinking, well, of course they had a great chance of winning this. But d- did you actually feel that, that was going to... I would have had, like, having trained with some of them, those guys, the stuff they do is incredible. But just this year, whatever position I was looking at, all their games all year, every time the ball went to the forward line, I felt something was going to happen. Felt something they were going to get a score. Even against Galway today, I couldn't see him losing the game. Uh, just it's like to John McGrath. I think it's their teamwork as well. Like you know, you see the pass Noel gave to John. Yes, John finished it. You know, uh, bubbles in the corner out to John McGrath over the bar. Their vision yesterday, right? Once or twice maybe they could have given a pass for a goal. But their vision yesterday and their teamwork. You know, it's, they're not playing as individuals. They're playing really as a team, and I like that about them. And I, I've seen that this year more so than ever. Uh, after 42 minutes or whatever, Malky, we thought everything we thought that would happen had happened. That Tip would out hurl Kilkenny in the first half. That a lot of things would go right for Kilken- for Tipperary. And yet, you look at the scoreboard, and Kilkenny are only two points down. The third quarter comes, Kilkenny tip away, get a goal, and suddenly they're they're two points up in a game that you could barely say that one of their players yeah. is playing well in. Yeah. So does that make that make it extra sweet for Tipperary that the script was followed all the way up to the 42nd minute and then when the question was asked of Tipperary they were able to rewrite the story that we all thought we were going to watch? Yeah, I mean, I guess it would have been sweet whatever way it came out. But yeah, I mean, for, for to do it this way, uh, for, for the identifiable Kilkenny trait of coming out after half time and uh, doubling down on the game, you know, taking it, turning it their way, for that to happen and for Tipperary just say, nope, not today, uh, we're going to do this now, uh, sorry lads, um, was great. And But I, even when Kilkenny got the goal, and I, obviously I'm an expert uh, on a Monday morning. but uh, <laughs> That's why we have you here, Malachi. <laughs> obviously, but even when Kilkenny got the goal, like I th- yesterday felt different to the other days when Kilkenny have, have stayed in matches that they weren't really playing... That they weren't really the better team. Like I, I didn't think it was like the the say let's say the Waterford um, the Waterford replay where you know 
somehow we looked up at the scoreboard and Kilkenny were two points ahead at half time even though Waterford had done all the hurling yeah, yeah. not only did Tip do all the hurling yesterday but they were doing it they were doing exactly what they had to do like they were they were scoring points Okay, they were scoring points because some of them are geniuses. Like Noel McGrath scored a point where he had the ball in his hand for less than a second and just whipped on it and put it over the bar from 50 yards. And, you know, not every team has players that can do that routinely. So they were scoring those kind of points, but they've been scoring those kind of points for years. But they were scoring the other kind of points. They were scoring the point that Seamus Kennedy got after 11 minutes where Bonner hammered into uh, Killian Buckley and then hammered into TJ Reid and recycled the ball and got it out. They were scoring points off turnovers in their forwards. Their forwards were attacking as units, hassling, getting in around players and working the ball out and working into space. So, of course, they were scoring the dainty, brilliant points that, that we know that they can score and that will always keep them in games. But they were doing the the dirty stuff as well. And all year, any time that we've talked about Tipperary, on this podcast, we have talked about um, the change in identity that Michael Ryan has brought to the team. And like I wrote a piece earlier in the year saying that it was really ballsy, actually, to come into a team that wasn't in crisis. You know, Tip missed the All-Ireland final by a point last year, missed winning it all by an inch the year before. You know, he wasn't coming into a, t- to a rabble. Mm. And yet he t- changed over a third of the team. And changed them over into in a, an identifiable way. He brought in Dan McCormick. He brought in Seamus Kennedy. He brought in Michael Breen. He brought in these guys that, you know, are there to win ball, to win tackles, to play physical. Yes, they can hurl as well, but that's what they're there for. And that is what turned the game. You know, that is what that is. And and so that's why getting back to to the start. Why when Kevin Kelly scored the goal and they went two points up, I still felt the tip were there. I still felt that it it would take a big turnaround from Kilkenny to keep scoring enough to match what tip were doing. Okay, I'll just hold you there for a second, Malachy, because I am delighted to say that we're joined, uh, breaking off from the celebrations for a few minutes by one of the heroes for tip yesterday, Noel McGrath. Noel, congratulations. Thanks very much, lads. How are you doing? Where are you talking to us from this morning? Uh, just in the Burlington here, down in Ballsbridge. So bodies are starting to rise now and... <laughs> and uh, the dads are down getting the breakfast, so uh, God only knows what will happen now for the day. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can only imagine. Well, yet we have a fair idea. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it the sort of is it what we expect? The feeling that you're you're experiencing now, Noel? Is it a sort of I don't know? Is it is, is it a joy? Is it a relief as much as anything? Ah, it is. It's, it's both. Like kind of from it's a pure delight of winning all iron, like and then the relief, like of, of actually finally getting back there again, like after so many near misses. So great feeling there's a good buzz around the place like and uh, it's just it's just nice to be part of it have you had a chance because unbelievable day for you and your family yesterday the two of you obviously on the on the senior team uh, brian captain of the minors as well have you had the three of you had a chance to spend any time together yet uh, not really sure it was fairly scattered around here last night and yesterday even but um look i suppose over the next few days we'll be at home some stage and, and and we might watch the matches back or something like that but um um, we've met all the family. There was a good few here last night, so um, oh, we, we we've met each other a few times around the place. All right. We've been talking about the game and the winning of the game, Nolan. Obviously, I mean the the, the scoreline that you put up was unbelievable, but it seemed to be all be backbone by this unbelievable work rate from all of you, really, right, right, you know, right from the full forward line back. It's something that everybody knew that Tip would probably have to bring, but you seem to 
bring it in spades yesterday. I, I, don't, I don't know if inten- intensity is a word that gets bandied about. I don't know what you'd actually call it, but it seemed to be there for you. Oh, yeah, look, I suppose any day you go out, you just have to work work as hard as you can and get in as many tackles and blocks as you can. And uh, so yesterday, I think everyone that was on the field for Tipperary at any time put in a massive effort and got in the hooks and tackles. And, and that's what's needed on, on any day you go out, and uh, especially on our Ireland final day. And I think it showed yesterday that um, they showed on the scoreboard uh, how hard Tipperary worked yesterday all around the field. Uh, your own game I mean you'd have been seen as, as a touch player as a classy player coming up through the years and yet you have to like absolutely you know give yourself entirely selflessly to that job in the half forward line are, are you happy enough to do that and leave it to the you know the, the glory hoggers in the full <laughs> forward line John and Seamus and uh, and Bubbles ah, yeah look I suppose you just do a job that you, that you have to do for the team no matter where you're playing on the pitch and whatever whatever position you're in you're going to work as hard as you can and uh Look, the boys inside were unbelievable yesterday and once the ball was going into them, they were doing the damage. So, look, once Tipperary win, everybody wins and, and you're delighted to do what you can to help. Yeah, and, and John's arrival has been seen as, in some ways, the key moment of the whole year. I mean, he's been exceptional all year. Yeah, he has, in fairness. I mean, even throughout the league there and all the championship matches, well, he's been very good. And, uh, look, any of the new lads that came in helped push us on there and um, it's great to have lads coming all the time and, uh, and, and we need a few more come the next few years as well. There was one pass in particular, I remember you gave Crossfield, I think Owen referenced it earlier on, uh, uh, to John there. You boys obviously have that understanding, you don't have to t- talk too much in advance of a game to know to know what you're both o- up to. Ah, look, I suppose that just comes from, from, from years of playing together at club level and now with Tipperary as well, but I suppose whoever's in the position, you'll, you'll pass it to him, but I suppose yesterday just happened to be that John was there one or two times and, 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 and I gave in the ball to him and, and he done the business. So look, it was, it was great from that point of view and, and I suppose maybe if it was an extra if it added an extra bit to Tipperary then it was good for us as well uh, I read an article with you and your dad on the, the GA website during the week and uh, your dad was pretty bullish about Tip's chances he, he, he kind of started talking about how if they win this one the next four or five years are going to be you know Tip's years and all the rest uh, it was seemed like pretty dangerous talk last week but now maybe you can you can start to you can start agreeing with him and start talking like that and thinking like that. That uh, this is something you can build on. Ah, yeah, sure. Look, it is. It's something that can be built on there with the miners winning yesterday as well. Like, and um, it's great to have that. But I suppose everyone will be getting back to to business in in the next few months again. But I suppose we're far from thinking of that at the moment, and we're going to enjoy this one because you don't know when it'll come around again. And. Uh, We'll enjoy this, and whenever the lads call us back for to get ready for next year, everybody will be ready to go again. No, no, you have to mid final next Sunday now, so I presume you're back club training tonight, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah, I think I, I, I think actually Nathan has is all ready to go at seven o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, brilliant stuff. I, I should say we got an unbelievable reaction last year when you were good enough to come on to the TV show and talk about your illness. I, I remember you were. I got the sense from you that you were just dying to kind of get the year out of the way, sort of restart in 2016 and get back focusing on the hurling. So you must be pretty delighted with how it's gone for you this year. Ah, yeah, sure. Look, it couldn't have went any better so far, like, um, with Tipperary to, to get back on the field and get playing again. But um, I suppose it's, it's a good while ago now and there's a lot of other things that have gone on since. And uh, look, I'm just like to be back playing and back successful with Tipperary again. Uh, you had, when you came out to the TV show, you had your housemate with you at the time, uh, one Walter Walsh. Uh, are you still sharing a house with them? And if you were, if you were, that must have been a pretty strange week last week. 
Oh no, look, I, I, I haven't been sharing a house with him for the last while. As he, oh, he's right. teaching, he's gone home for the summer. So, um, um, look, we'll we'll meet up over the next few weeks, I suppose, and we'll, we'll um, look, we'll get on as we get on with all the Kilkenny lads. There's no problem off the field. They're great warriors on the field, but I suppose off the field they're as genuine, as nice as any other lads, and uh, um, I'm sure we'll meet him over the, the winter months. All right, well, listen, no, we better let you get back to the celebrations there. We do appreciate you chatting to us and enjoy the day. Thanks a million. Thanks very much. Yeah, I presume people and uh, everybody in Tip would be very happy for Noel, given what he went through last year, on to come back and, and get back to his best. Oh, d- definitely, you know what I mean? Like, Noel is just, uh, he's a lovely chap, you know what I mean? So everyone is just so happy to see him back on the field to play. And, you know, I think um, himself and John, they were so in sync this year. You know, I'd say if you go through John's scores, Noel probably set up a good few of them and vice versa. And, uh, you know, like Noel gave a pass there in the 2010 all Ireland final with, the, with his opposite hand to Larry Corbett, set up a goal. And guys like that, they just have those skills. You can't coach that. You either have that skill in your system or not. And Noel and John, they have that in abundance. Like, and you know, even their, their younger brother Brian then to lift the, the Irish <laughs> press cup. It's just unbelievable. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, because their mum and their dad, you met him yesterday after the match and even last night. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just so much hurling people and so proud, I'm sure of what they, they've achieved and it's been a great uh, 12 months for them. No wonder his dad is so bullish, Murphy. He's got all these sons. <laughs> yeah, <they're> all, <laughs> absolutely yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, I mean, I'd be is. pretty bullish. I'd yeah, and it is. Um, you know, we, we talked to Noel about it as well. Uh, about, the, the, you know, the, when the cancer diagnosis came in, that it was tough on him but also tough on his parents, unbelievably tough on his parents. So the, the idea that they could come back 12 months later and see three sons doing what they did yesterday, I mean, it's, it's pretty spectacular. But mm. the, w- what I asked Noel about there as well is just... That idea that you know he he is a different player maybe when when he first came on the scene he was Tip's answer to Joe like there was Joe Canning and then any Tip person I ever met said well Noel McGrath we have a minor coming up who's even better than Joe Canning but he's actually Noel McGrath has had to change and tailor his game but the one thing you see with him and maybe with Richie Hogan yesterday more so than anyone else playing on the on the pitches this composure that they have so it's warfare it's total warfare for you know ninety five percent of the game but then you have guys in fairness, like Richie, but also like Noel, who can just slow it down, who just ha- have that ability to slow the game down and, and just pick a pass better than better than nearly anyone else out there. But that's the thing, like, you know what I mean? If you have somebody, like, d- describe a, a top-class hurler, they just make it look so easy, and that's Noel, you know what I mean? And the composer has just been confident on the ball. Some guys, like, get the ball and they're snappy and jumpy with it, you know, they're maybe not as confident, but Noel just believes in his own ability, you know, and he's... His touch is unreal, and uh, you know he was. Um, I, I just thought he played a superb game yesterday. Mm. You know, like he's just his vision yesterday was unbelievable. Like you know, he was given the perfect pass, and I think Tipperary have been doing that all season. You know, and that's the one thing I liked about him, and like to do it on the biggest day of the year, and to be very unselfish in their play, is probably one of the most pleasing things for Michael Ryan because to match that with the, with the intensity that they brought to it. That's the performance that any manager wants today. The day you go out. I know Michael Ryan was kind of amused afterwards at this concept of intensity, as he said, all it is is fifteen lads going out there and giving it their best, and you know that that's how. But it just lo- not it, another manager who says this bloody game is simple. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah there's, there's, what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah. Sure. But it's not that. It's it's. I suppose it's simple in some ways, but you have to get to a pitch where you're where you can run. Like Ronan Marr apparently didn't make the celebrations. He had to keep Douglas saying he had to go home, back to the hotel immediately after the game because he was just so exhausted. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, uh, I'm sure Bonner Marr is, but he's still running around there. If you ask <laughs> him to. But, you know, it's just that that was the level that they got to yesterday, which doesn't happen to a team, to any team that often outside of Kilkenny, maybe. I mean, like the, the, there are very few uh, greater tributes you can play to management than a team turning up properly primed for an All-Ireland final. But, like... 
the thing with Tipperary this year, like that, you gotta you gotta hand it to them. That's a hell of an All Ireland they've won. Yeah, like they murdered everybody in Munster, uh, strolled to a Munster title. Uh, okay, Limerick gave them a fair game, but like uh, Bubbles was sent off in that game, and they still came through that. They had a gut check game in the semi final that they came through again. Like we said, not only a game that they would have lost last year, a game that they actually did lose last year, and they destroyed Kilkenny in an All Ireland final. You know, like there was a great stat that that they're the first team since 1966 to win an All Ireland from the first round of Munster. Uh, not having to play uh, a Kerry, you know, so so they've 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 that's a hell of an All Ireland they've won, and they've been primed for every day. They've brought exactly what they needed to every day. And the thing that we've always said about them is that when all other things are equal, they have more scoring than than just about everybody. Mm. You know that they have just have this these players with this innate talent, no alternate at all together. But Bubbles and Shamey and John McGrath, like like their full forward line scored two twenty one yesterday, <laughs> two twenty one. You know, against Kilkenny's full forward line scored one two. You know, yeah. and kind of the, the the argument begins and ends with that. But I mean, uh, Shamey Callan, I mean, he didn't start the twenty ten final, which in itself is you know it's in and he you know it's not like he was eighteen years old either. I mean, he had, he had played hurling for or had been a senior panelist for two years at least by then. I'd say all star nominated in yeah. 08 and 09. Like that's you know I mean it's it's an it's an amazing turnaround from a guy, you know, and uh, even even up to yesterday was there still a question about in all Ireland finals has he done it? And then to answer all that and do what he did yesterday, 13 points, 9 from play. Yeah, I don't think I would have questioned it, but I suppose when you don't win these All-Ireland Finals, a lot of players come into question. You know, like, yeah. like Shamey still had two good All-Ireland Finals for me in, in 2014. Like I think he took JJ for yeah. five points in play. Was it the first day? Yeah, 2-5 the second mm-hmm. day. So, you know, he's he's a serious player, but he's been phenomenal the last three seasons. Like Eamon O'Shea handed him the responsibility when he was manager, um, got his confidence up to a level and made him the leader of that attack. And that's what he's done. Like, and for a man to hit, was it nine fifty in the two thousand fourteen season? Nine goals from play, and probably not to get Player of the Year. You know, you were like, "What do I have to do?" But <laughs> yeah. he followed it up last year with a super season, three nine in the semi final against Ireland, and thirteen points yesterday, and nine from play. Like, it's unprecedented what he done yesterday. So yeah. it's uh, it's just an I'm, amazing feat. Yeah. It's a funny yesterday. Uh, I uh, taken notes during the game, and I, I read back over them afterwards, and three times beside. Callanan's name I had leader just scribbled down yeah. was, you know uh, and there was there was a point near the end where Nairo Mara came on and got on the ball and kind of ran into traffic a bit and got dispossessed and like Tipper were like five six points ahead you know with three minutes left but I actually wrote down Tipper starting to mess mm-hmm. uh, and Shamey got the next ball he screamed for it came running out screamed for it uh, as ever yesterday he was three yards ahead of Joey Holden Got out in front of it, turned bang yeah. over the bar, and I just wrote, "That's a leader. Like that's <laughs> yeah. a guy that just decides, yeah. you know, I am in charge here. Give me the ball. Let's stop the mess and let's win the game." Yeah. But just just on the Kilkenny side, like, I think their management will be very disappointed just to how yeah. they didn't probably set up properly. And you know, looking at it after fifteen, twenty, twenty-five minutes, you're like, "Right, Kilkenny, change something around the here." Problems are obvious, but they didn't. Yeah. 
So I think Brian Cody and his manager like didn't have their best day yesterday. Spe- specifically, how what was the mistake that they made in setting up? Because well, they would have had a, a fair idea what was got, coming at them from tip. Definitely, yeah, their two midfielders could have fa- sat back deeper, and maybe the, Kieran Joyce could have played in front of near uh, Jamie Callan. And I know Jamie went out to the corner at one stage and had a lot of success as well. But he gave most of it kind of in and out. But just the space that was there, mm. like it was evident after twenty minutes. It really reminded me of the league semi final against Clare that uh, Claire withdrew and left the, left everything inside the 45 for their for their yeah, forward and, and I line. thought after that game in the league, yeah. I says, Kilkenny are never going to be exposed for the rest of yeah. the season. Because usually it happens once and then for the next year or two mm. years, they really... But like, it was, it, you know, but even listen to their supporters yesterday when you actually get the feeling for it, they, wasn't, they, they were, definitely weren't optimistic, you know, the injuries and mm. Owen Murphy was talked that he wouldn't be the... I think... Psychologically, they weren't in the frame of mind that they've been in in previous finals, and sometimes that can you know, I can seep in maybe in the week leading up to it, Michael Fenley in the three weeks and that, and subconsciously it just gets in there. Mm. But they just weren't. And I say the second semi final against Water probably took a bit out of the legs of that team. I'd say so, but yeah, I mean, and look, Cody always says afterwards because we do ask him all the time now because he doesn't put on many subs, like he really doesn't use his bench, so we always kind of imply as much as we can standing in front of him <laughs> in a, at a safe distance <laughs> that he doesn't have a huge pile of confidence in his bench but like you know Jackie Terrell is sitting on the bench there you know he hasn't played all year but Cody must uh, w- w- when his fullback is getting destroyed like that uh, and he's not going to make a structural change like he doesn't uh, and, make, and it's evident after 25 and minutes evident, and he doesn't turn to Jackie and say go in there and solve a problem for me then you know, he clearly just doesn't have the confidence in them. And so, again... Look, it's, I, it's strange not to have confidence in Jackie's hero, though. Uh, you know, it's whatever about not having confidence in... What else are we to infer, you know? Yeah. That, that, that there was a problem there uh, that needed to be solved by somebody who can play in the full back line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it wasn't that it was, you know, a bit of an issue. Mm. I mean, it was. it, it was can't be any worse. Yeah. It can't be any worse than what's going on at the moment. Mm. So you would be inclined to think that, right, maybe Jackie Terrell isn't... You know, isn't good enough for you know four game seventy four seventy minute games over the course of a season. But give him a job on All Ireland final day in a situation where it couldn't be going any worse. Yeah. I mean, as you say, like Callan, you know, was just a force of nature. But he it wasn't that Joey Holden was you know a yard away from him. he was like three and four yards away from yeah. where it were, from where he needed to be when Callan was hitting these points over his shoulder. So I mean, at some at 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 that stage, it's not even a risk really. No, and uh, like you, you, I think at least you need somebody in there that is 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 going to you know die with his boots on a little bit. Like you know, there wasn't a yellow card in the game yesterday. You yeah. know, like there was no couldn't catch him to foul him. I know there was yeah, a bit of you know. that. You know, so it just you're right on. It was I think it was a bad day on the line for them. They don't they don't do them very no. often. They don't. It doesn't happen to them very often. But like. Maybe they're ju- maybe the cupboard was just bare, you know, and and we've been saying it for a while that you know that the the you know, Lachlan, with his functional beyond belief, isn't too far away from the mark, you know that that they they were getting through games, they were very, you know, they were getting through games by being Kilkenny, you know, but. There, there isn't as much magic as there used to be, and ah, but even really good players didn't play well. TJ Reid maybe being an example. TJ flitted in and out a bit. I thought Richie played well. Yeah, I thought, I thought he he was the one still carrying but, the fight. In the second Welsh, but no. if you yeah. but if you if you look through 
like Joey Holden was the all-star fullback. He was cleaned out. Mm. Kieran Joyce was taken off. He was man of the match the last time the two teams met in a final. Colin Paul Fennelly, Murphy, like when have you? Paul ever Murphy, had, yeah. Had, yeah. you know, at sea. Colin Fennelly scored two goals against Waterford. He had one shot at goal yesterday and, it, and fluffed it. Kind yeah, of, and that's just know. sort of my point that it's not. We, yeah. we can't just suddenly say it's not as though Kilkenny are an ordinary no, right. team. They're yeah. still a team with a lot of really, really top players. Yeah. A lot of them, but I don't unfortunately know, for now they're gone. On they are yeah. gone. They're <laughs> yeah, 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 it's over. Um, oh, yeah. Owen Kelly, you can you can well, save the sounds like the Monday after two thousand and ten. Yeah, you're gone, and you're enough there. Oh yeah. Well, okay. there was there was a lot of that at that stage. So I don't think any of us are yeah. foolish yeah. enough at this Even point. Even after twenty ten, like they they won in twenty eleven, and that was you know the sweet the the, the yeah. sweet one that you know maybe Cody should retire after. You know, I remember even thinking after they won in twenty eleven, Cody will never get a better chance to retire, and he's won three All Irelands even since then. You know, yeah. so. I mean, 2012 even was seen as the, the one that Shefflin won as a death rattle. I mean, when they won last year, it, we weren't talking about it coming to the end or, you know, it being a good swan, well, swan think, song for a I number of players. Well, I think last year we were, afterwards, we were, I think we, uh, en masse, finally resigned ourselves to, yeah. the, to, to the eternal empire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, after last year, I'd lost all hope that anyone else could ever win the other well, title. Bit, because, because, like, I think they were an ordinary enough team last year. And, and they, they, they came through in All-Ireland um, because they had a couple of fantastic players, TJ and, and, and Richie, and, and a fantastic defence and a fantastic spirit. Yeah. You know, and that, that you know, wins, it, that wins you in All-Ireland in, in an average year. But... When, when Tipperary yeah. are scoring two twenty nine and all that final, the defence I think is going to be that's where he's really going to look at it. Like I'm sure Brian Cody come back for another season. We haven't yeah. heard anything, but yeah. it's his defence is where he look at. Like you know, you still have to think, you know, Jerry Aylward, Joe Ling, James Mayer, all these guys are guys that kind of played during the league and got bad injuries. Mm. Michael Finley, I'm sure, won't want to go out like that. You know, so like you could see in Michael Finley going back centre back. He plays there for his club, Ballyhale Shamrocks. Now, look, it's a tough injury he has. It's a big ask. It's going to be a big ask, but he's in that profession himself. So you know, he'd probably be able to get himself right quicker than than a lot more. And he'd be mentally a strong guy. But his presence alone mm. was very much mm. absent. Yes, like, like when Joe Canning went off the day in the semi-final his presence was gone as well Like, and it's just you know when you look out on the pitch and it's you just an get, intangible thing but it's, it's a very yeah, important and thing and not every player has that or yeah. can bring that to a, to a team but those two guys that I mentioned you know Joe for Galway and Michael, and Michael Fenley for Kenny it's a uh, it's it, it's a big loss and it's a big ask to replace those guys and guys feed off them when they're around yeah there, there's no, there is no chance of Cody retiring this year I mean I can't see Cody going off going leaving on a year where they've lost I mean, after all the years that he's that he's won, I wouldn't say that he would leave. Well, I mean, we have no idea. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know that he's the kind of guy that. Uh, I think some year he will just decide not to do it again, and I'm not sure whether having won before or lost before will really yes, matter sir, an yeah. awful lot to him. There's, you a, know. there's only one man that'll take that job after Cody goes, and that's David Moyes. I'd say he'll be there. You have to show support for your new manager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Standing what? in the middle of uh, Dolan Park, job now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. First league game in February or something. <clears throat> what? How much? Hey, uh, sorry, you want to come back in there? What was that? No, I'm, I'm just just saying like that. I think he'll 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 want to come. Uh, Brian Cody will come back and yeah, yeah. You know, look, he's shrewd enough. Um, he'll look at the club championship. He'll pull one or two young guys. Um, you know, they they won the minor All Ireland in 2014. John Walsh is a player. I think that was down in train. He was scored with two or three goals in the intermediate final and that. So, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll get one or two players, but defence, that's what he needs to, to sort out. And it's, it's, easy, it's, it's not as easy to pull guys 
How much praise are you heaping on the tip management team this morning? Super, super yeah. all season now. Um, and kept everyone guessing. Like, we were so surprised, I think, with the team the first day against against Cork. Even our own club man, Sean Corn was starting that day and no one knew and even kind of the family weren't expecting them to be playing. Nixon. There was a scramble from tickets mm-hmm. around the village because we have a guy on. So, yeah. Michael Ryan kept guys guessing, which is, it's good to have your players guessing when you're, when you're a manager. You know, and then you had the Bubbles scenario, mm. the Monster final, Bubbles didn't start then against Galway, so... No, he he put his own stamp on it, but I think the big thing with with Michael Ryan was I suppose the experience he has there over seven years. You know, he really learned a lot, and the, like I see Dan McCormick, I could see yesterday why he was in Michael Ryan's half forward line. Killian Buckley tried to burst past him on one stage, and Dan McCormick just stood him up. So that's just maybe two seconds putting him on his back foot, but it gives your defence time to tug the Kenny forward zero. So it just that's what you need down at that end, and Tip probably weren't getting enough of that for a season or two. But um, you know, I think Michael Ryan, you, you have to, you have to hats off to him today. And you know, it's strong too that he kept probably a nice chunk of the backroom team there, especially the strength and conditioning coach, because Tip are so t- conditioned and toned now. Is that the intensity that you speak about and the physicality? It's in their game. Sometimes you might get a different strength and conditioning coach in, and he might have his own ideas. But this this background team knows the players where knows where they should be at in May, June, July, and they were in peak p- p- condition yesterday. Yeah, and that that idea of that uh, of continuity. I mean, it was you know it was going to be a stick that was going to be, be- that he was going to be beaten with yeah. if yesterday had gone differently. The idea that uh, well, you know, nothing's changed. That we are, wh- why would and, you and, and even that change? he had been involved over the last few years, and yeah, yeah there is that there there is a certain amount of bravery required to not panic when you're not winning in All-Ireland and to realise that actually these people are still talented who are working yeah, in the management team. But, but I mean, it's, it's the easiest thing in the world to sit here and, well, of course the players wanted a new voice. You know, they're mm. getting tired of listening to the same, the same guys. But if the same guys happen to be the best guys for the job, then yeah, why also, change it? And also, like, the players knew a year in advance that he was coming in, you know. It was announced in sort of late, what, late 2014, yeah. you know. And, and in tip, that would have been like they were saying... You know, why would you do that? Why do we do that? Yeah. It's, it was never really done before, but it's yeah. proved to be a masterstroke. And we would have questioned at the time, like, you announce a manager a year before he comes in. You never, people wouldn't yeah. have heard of it before, mm. especially in tip like, but. And, but I, but I think in the final analysis, he, he basically has, has overhauled little changes, but big, big enough personnel changes and also a bit of a mindset change, you know, that, that much as, much as I sat at, Tip games when Eamon O'Shea was in charge, uh, and just kind of purred at some of the hurling they were playing. Um, the the 2014 replay kind of crystallised something. I think maybe in Michael Ryan's mind, but certainly in the mind of a lot of people watching Tipperary. You know that that the the the, the drawn final was such an amazing game, and we all came out of it completely buzzing. And went back into the replay going, oh, great, look, we get to watch this again. And all the while, Cody and Kilkenny were in the background going, yeah, that's it's not going to be mm, that sort of game yeah. again. Um, we're just going to shut it down. And I think, I, you know, I, th- I think what you saw yesterday was a kind of a repudiation of of what happened in that replay, where, where Tipperary just... Came out kind of thinking, you know, we'll just we'll just keep keep scoring, keep keep playing, keep keep you know whizzing the ball around, and um, that's 
they do that to a certain extent. They still they score two twenty nine. Like, but they won that game in the in the physical exchanges. Like, they, they you know, as Brendan Cummins said last night, they earned the right to play hurling. You know, yeah. and, won and, it. and in a weird kind of way, it was it wasn't just it was uh, Michael Ryan was the the cherry on the icing of the of the cake. I mean, there was still plenty of Eamon O'Shea there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, like Shane Callan is is an Eamon O'Shea creation, more or less. You know, he's like a more or less. Eamon unlocked Jamie Callan, mm-hmm. you know, and give him, as you said earlier, give him that responsibility, you know. But I suppose them guys are all hitting the 27, 28, you know, they're mature guys now. And I'm sure they like, didn't even have to say it to each other, but I'm sure they just might have looked at each other getting off that bus. The likes of Brendan Maher, Noel McGrath, Bonner Maher, they all were on those successful 06, 07 minor teams and just says, How can we sit around tonight? And, and maybe, maybe have face a into a winter. Uh, face anyway. into a winter. Yeah. I've been beaten by Kilkenny again. So it was just. It was this is not happening today, and uh, it was it was awesome, it, and it was awesome how they just tackled so hard, put in the hooks and blocks, but to match it with the skill level and two twenty nine, incredible. Yeah. It was a complete performance. Four out of the next five on Ireland, you reckon? No, <laughs> 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 if, they, if David Moyes gets the Kilkenny job. Oh, Gary, brilliant stuff. Uh, enjoy the rest of it, Maliki. Thanks a million. Cheers. And he is my second captain. Second captain. That's uh-huh. the humorous competition. I saw that. Important men for my selection. Yeah, great stuff from the two boys and also from Noel McGrath who sounding pretty steady for a Monday after uh, after an All-Ireland final. He's just soaking it all in. Yeah, it sounded like maybe he was... Uh, not all of his teammates were... We're quite. in the same frame of mind as Noel, so uh, we appreciate Noel chatting sure to us. Get around to it. The Seamus Callan performance, I know we talked a lot about it there, so there's only so much more that can be said. Yeah, and actually, yeah. Uh, you mentioned at the start of the show, Owen Kelly, one of the few people... To feel what it's like to score thirteen points in an Ireland final. I did, yep. What we what we did mention there was actually that he lost that game. Yeah, it was two thousand nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like he he hit thirteen points and lost. He I mean, knows what it's like to feel terrible after scoring yeah. thirteen points <laughs> yeah. in an Ireland final, which, which is a bit different yeah, to Seamus Callan. Uh, totally unique. But Callan could have had at least two goals, possibly three, if his teammates had noticed the sort of form he was in and Lifted passed him a couple chain. of times. Yeah, there was... There was so there's one, okay, yeah. Uh, John McGrath, yeah. Bubbles was the, was the most obvious one because he had scored his first goal. He had a lovely piece of play to get himself in position to shoot for a second goal. And it was reasonable that he would score that. It was a very good save. But equally, Seamus Callan standing <laughs> unmarked eight yards out and could have scored. The John McGrath one was near the end. John McGrath got a little excited. Maybe he played brilliantly as well. And was his shot saved as well? I think it was. Certainly didn't score, uh, didn't get that goal on that particular occasion. And there was another one, I can't remember the player, but somebody pulled along. It was after the ball hit the post that time, the second yeah. half. Ball came back uh, to a player whose name will come back to me, I'm sure, after we finish recording. He swiped at it on the ground and didn't make a great connection. And I'm pretty sure it was Callan at that stage, was also standing a little bit to the left. Mm. And that would have taken a stroke of genius to realise there's a guy to your left as a ball's coming out, the shitter's coming mm. out to you and you're about to whack it back in towards the goal. But there was there were a few scores out there for Tip that they didn't actually take. And even early on, the seven wides, whatever it was, in the first uh, you know, first 20-odd minutes of the game, 
And that's the, the amount they created was insane yesterday. Yeah, th- and that's it. That's you, the amount of times they managed to get uh, those three unbelievably lethal forwards with the ball in their hand. I mean, that's the whole point of the game. If you've got three guys that good that can score that heavily, just get the ball to them as often as you can. And I mean, having watched, say, Waterford a lot and Galway a lot this year, I mean, the way the, the Tipperary half-back line used the ball, I mean, that is just the difference. I mean, the the way that they were able to find 20 yards, 30 yards, just put the ball into where those guys wanted the ball. I mean, and Noel McGrath was key in that, absolutely key in that. Um, but just the composure that they had, that in the midst of all of this fury and everything, that they were able to just pick the pass and hit it into space. I mean, the, like, Callan got a few into his hand, but the amount of times that John McGrath and, and John O'Dwyer were able to run onto the ball and just beat the, beat the opposite man. I mean, the O'Dwyer's decision to go for the goal, uh, that actually happened quite close to my corner as well. And it just... There, there, there's a moment, you know, in a sort of a corner forward's head where the easy thing is to loop around and hit it over the bar and then you just see the light switch go and instead of saying the point, it's like, right, the, he's dropped his hurl here in the, and in, the, in that split second, he just goes right out mm. and bursts past him <laughs> yeah. and the goal chance is created and he takes the goal chance brilliantly. Um, but that's it, I mean, they have brilliant hurlers and, I mean, you know, the, the 2010 example is there for everyone but, I mean... They, they do look, you know, we say this the more, Monday after every All-Ireland final, they, they should go on now and win a couple. And it doesn't happen for any team other than Kilkenny over the last 20 years. But, I mean, if it's ever going to happen, it's with these guys. The Irish Times Second Captain's Football Podcast is out now, Ken. That's... Yeah. <laughs> they have asked for that, really. Well, you can laugh. I'm, the World Cup. I'm a little bit of an idealist. But having said that, I want to be like me. But yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. What yeah. did you want? I'd like to stay alive for six years. I'd say it to you, face. I'll say it to you now. I'm down to one field and we'll see them. What you doing down here? You're showing me, man. We talked on about the uh, Ireland-Serbia matches on later on today. The uh, the reign of Wayne. That's rain, or E-I-G-N, mm-hmm. of Wayne, which shows no sign of coming to an end, even uh, under the new assistant, uh, Sam Aras, Sam Aras. And we talked also about uh, Paul Pogba, uh, Pogba La Pioche, and which players he thinks are show. Pretty much all of them, actually. Any uh, any bad language? From Pogba? No, on the football show. No. Just to warn any, any listeners who might. And he would be offended, listeners. I, I shouldn't imagine there's anything to offend anybody. <laughs> Do you know what I'm offended by, Murph? Yeah. What? I'm offended by a piece of Ireland pageantry that I think needs to go. Oh, which one is this now? Is this the the bishop giving a speech after the month, the minor final? No, no. <laughs> okay, it's, it's, well, it's, a, it's a specific. If you've got one that needs to be got rid of more than that one, then I'll be glad to hear it. It's a specific part of the All Ireland winning speech. Okay. Or, oh, I know what it is. Three cheers, again. Three cheers. Yeah. Three cheers for the losers. I the losers kinda, sitting there. I kind of, I actually kind of like the three cheers. Oh. What's wrong with it? No, I, Murph doesn't. You're looking at Murph. No, there. No. I'm the one who's picking holes in. Well, well, well it's it's magnanimous. Gesture. No, it is. Yeah. No, it is magna- magnanimous. There's nothing wrong with it from the point of view of the winning team. But yeah. you're sitting, you're standing there. You're you're you want to you don't want to be out in the field, right? You just want to get back in. Yeah. You shouldn't have to stand there for any longer than strictly necessary. And to stand there feeling vaguely patronised. By the winning team, which oh. is the way you're going to feel. Three cheers for the other team. Look at Brian Cody. He was chewing wasps, as were the rest of his teammates yesterday. 
I, I, I think you're way off. I yeah. think I think for the to hear the crowd salute your efforts uh, maybe helps to bring you back from. You I should, really you're, doubt you're, it has any positive. You're there. Go, you're there saying, "Oh, I don't want to do this. I just want to go down the tunnel." Well, maybe stop thinking about what you want to do and start thinking about what's best for you. See, they're not even the Kilkenny fans. So you're sitting there as a Kilkenny man, a Kilkenny person. Most of your brethren have left the stadium. Uh, it's Tipperary. Well, you've won or lost. It's, it, yeah, it's tip- <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> it's Tipperary fans giving you the old eh, hip hip hooray. You, 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 that's not going to help your mindset after a game, standing there being hip hip hooray by bottle the team fans. Bottle yeah, it. Bottle that feeling. Yeah, I suppose, <laughs> I suppose that's one way of doing it, yeah. yeah. Is that actually, is that where hunger begins to... I think yeah. I think that's what hunger. It's, start, it's sort of this is the, the this is the 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 opening course of the hunger meal that yeah, you need okay. to get back to. It's yeah, you know, like that, glory. What was that Basque white wine? I went to supposedly drink, and it's so kind of acidic. So your wine expert friend was telling you um, that it uh, when you drink this uh, extremely acidic and very tasty white wine, it burns its way through all the food in your stomach. Not quite sure how the chemistry works, but one way or the other. It's uh, it demolishes the palate. Yeah, demolishes the food. Cleanses, demolishes the palate. Cleanses yeah. the gut, yeah. and uh, and you can stuff yourself all over again. Um, and sounds like a tremendous idea. Maybe the three cheers are sort of the equivalent of um, of that. Unfortunately, this wine that I assume you're talking about is very hard to pronounce because it's got one of those very much very Basque spellings. Spell it, Daryl. T X A K O L I. Chacoli. Chacoli. That must be it because I just googled Basque white wine and a lot of them have popped up there. So, um, there you go. yeah, well, that it's it's very tasty, but I warn you, <laughs> uh, make sure to get the plenty of munchies, uh, you know, supplied because you will uh, you will start to eat like a pig. <laughs> thanks, Ken. Thank you, Owen. Thanks very much, Murph. Thank you, Owen. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Carol. Thanks, thanks for, for listening. Thanks for the the, the hur- joining us all for the hurling year. We've had a tremendous hurling year, the three of us, haven't we? It has been. Come a, on, guys. Quite yeah. a year. Well done to Tipperary. Yep. Congratulations, Tip. Congratulations. And enjoy our football podcast out there. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.